The following shear has been presented by Rav Shmuel ben Yaman Honigwax, Dayan at the Beis Havad, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. This volume has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Benny and Joyce Westreich of Los Angeles, California, Le'iloi Nishmas, Yoyetz Akiva ben Shimon Meir, Zechreinu Levracha. May the Torah studied be an everlasting schus for his neshama. So we discussed that there is a machlokes seemingly about what how to understand the halacha that uh, a mecher that is made under duress, where uh, I'm sorry, a mecher that was not made under duress, where a maida was uh, was uh, was created, why such a mecher would be valid. The Drisha and the Nasivists understand because the only way to get out of the, the to, to, to establish something as articulated a stipulation is only by articulating it to the re- relevant party. However, the Rishonim don't seem to understand like that. They seem to understand that an articulation does not have to be made. It does not have to be articulated to the relevant party. But as long as the, the person tells Aiden, that will be considered Dvarim Shabbat. However, when, when there's no Oynes in the Mecher, we would have to be concerned that the Moiser Maidah, the person who made the Maidah, changed his mind about the Maidah before the execution of the deal. As I mentioned, this argument became very relevant in the Din Torah. Generally, the, the, the reason for this uh, for, for the for this shouldn't be relevant. However, I, I'll, I'll, uh, there was a very interesting case. What happened was a person lent money to somebody else with atheriska, and he made a um, and they, they agreed to a certain amount of ribas with atheriska. So the borrower owed ribas to the lender, and. The borrower found himself in a situation where he wasn't able to pay the ribbis, so we approached the lender and asked him, maybe we can make an arrangement whereas I will not have to pay the ribbis and I'll just pay up the karen, the principal, at an accelerated rate. So the lender was obviously not so happy with that, so he went to aid him. He may, but he, he knew that he, he doesn't have much of a choice because the, bar, the, the collateral for the halva had, uh, had uh, gone down in value, and uh, it, was, it was worth it for him to, to try to give, at least uh, re, you know, recoup his principal as quickly as possible. So he, he approached to aid him, and he made him a doy. He said, you should know I'm going to go and be moichel, this person, the ribbis, but I don't really mean to be moichel. My intention is just to get them to pay the principal, and after they pay the principal, I will then approach them and be tevea them and force them to pay the ribbis. Fine. So, so then after the borrower paid up the principal, the lender approached the borrower and said, I want you to pay the ribbis because I made a moidah and I never really intended to be moichel the ribbis in the first place. So he came to Bezdin, and the Bezdin determined, for one reason or another, that the circumstances of the mechila were not uh, not similar to uh, matana, but rather similar to the concept of a mecher. And in such a case, you would need to have an established oinus. You would have to find that the, the, the lender was under duress, and the bezin felt that it was not sufficiently established that the lender was under duress by the borrower to validate the the moidah and to be mavatol the mechila. However, another question was presented to the bezin. The Lashon of the Shtar Mechila that was signed by the lender said that if the principal is paid up at a certain rate, then the, the, then the lender will, for, will forgive the interest. 
Now we know in the Chayish Mishvah that the Lashon Emchel does not work. In the Simon Yudbeis, the, the, the Sma takes the position that the, 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 the word Emchel, the term Emchel does work, but all the other Akronim argue on the Sma and, and they all agree that Emchel does not work and is not a sufficient Lashon Mechila. So, although the Moida was not valid in blocking the Mechila from taking effect, perhaps the fact that the Mechila was not properly articulated should be the vehicle that we can use to to, to, to stop the Mechila from taking effect. So I asked my Rebbe Rishleim Miller this question, and Rishleim Miller told me that although generally that would be the case, that Emchol would not be a valid Lashen, however, in, in this case, the situation is different. Why? Because since, the le- although the borrower, although the lender used the wrong kind of expression, nevertheless, he certainly came to an agreement with the borrower that the borrower is obligated, is going to be paying that at that accelerated rate only because, only because there was an agreement to be Michael. So although the, the agreement at the time was not properly articulated, nevertheless, when the lender takes the payments, accepts the payments from the borrower that he knows the borrower is only giving in order to receive a mechila, in order to receive forgiveness for the ribas, the lender is by doing that, showing his willingness to be Michael. And when a person shows his willingness to be Michael, that is, that is tantamount to Michila. Although the expression Emchel doesn't work, Emchel, for some reason, is not considered that you're showing your willingness to be Michael. However, doing an action of taking the money shows that you must certainly agree to be Michael the money, and therefore, that would be a valid Michila. This concept... I found in the uh, in, in two chuvas forum, the Yadalio and the the, uh, the and the Marsham. Could be it was a Kailio, I don't remember now exactly. The Kailio discusses a case where a person came over to his friend and told him, I'm gonna do a certain thing for you and I want you to be Michael Khaib that I owe you. And his friend was quiet, and then the the the, the borrower gave that item to his friend and the friend accepted a bishtika. He didn't say anything. So the Kalyo says that although he didn't say anything, nevertheless, by the fact that he accepted the money, that shows that he agreed to the stipulation that the, that the borrower made, because otherwise he had no right to accept the money. So the, the Kalyo happens to be discussing a situation where they both happened at the same time. There was no time lapse. However, I found the Marsham that seems to apply this concept to a situation where there was a time lapse. The Marsham discusses a case where the borrower tells the lender that I'm going to sign a certain document for you and I want you, because of that signature, to be Michael, a certain chayv that I owe you. And the lender agreed, and the and after a few months, the borrower approached the lender and signed the document, and the Marsham says that that mechila takes place, even though the, the no nothing was discussed at the time of the signature, nevertheless, since there was an agreement originally that the signature would only be given in exchange for the mechila, therefore, we would say that the assumption is that when the action of the, the signing is done later, that is being done according to the original agreed-upon intention, and since they had agreed that the signing was in exchange for Mechila, we can assume that that was their intention later on also. It's a concept we find in the Gemara, that anybody who does something is considered that he's doing it according to the original intention that he had said he would be doing it. Now, if we use this Marsham 
to uphold this mechila, then we're going to run into a little bit of a problem. Why? Because the story that happened was as follows. The, uh, we mentioned that, that the lender made a maidah at the time of the mechila. However, the lender made another maidah. Before he accepted the last payment from the borrower, he made another maidah. So if we're going to go ahead and rely on the concept of Kalois al-Das Oisa, we would have to say that although the lender made a maidah, that maidah is meaningless because... Because we would say that that since it's moida uh, on zvini, like we saw on a, on a, on a trend on a sale, where the bezin considered it a sale, and the bezin said considered this not to be considered a valid oinus, so therefore the moida is meaningless. So we can still say kolais al or but this will be dependent on the machlokes that we mentioned before. We mentioned before that there was an argument. What's the pshat? How do we understand this halacha that when, when a person makes a moida on a sale that the, the moida is not valid? So we said the Drisha and the Nasivas understand that the reason is because it's not Dvarm Shvapaz, Dvarm Shvalev. So according to the Drisha and the Nasivas, we would certainly be able to say, because if a person articulates his intention, and then later on he performs an action, and we want to know why he performed that action, we would say he performed it according to that original articulation. Even though it's possible that subsequently... He was Chayzer Belibai, he was Chayzer Alidei Dvar Meshabalev. Nevertheless, Dvar Meshabalev have ab- absolutely no effect at all on Das. And if we say Kalais al Das or Shainoisa, the, the fact that there was Dvar Meshabalev in between that changed that will not in any way affect the subsequent action that he, that he performed. And we would still say Kalais al Das or Shainoisa, although he changed his mind Belibai, because the changing of his mind Belave is ineffective, is completely ineffective as far as Allah is concerned. However, if you take the position of what's mashma in the Rishonim, that we said before, the Rishonim are mashma, that the reason is not because, and, uh, uh, since it was not articulated to the other party, therefore, it has no validity at all and it's considered Dvar Meshavalev. No, it's not called Dvar Meshavalev because of the fact that it was not articulated to the relevant party. Even if it was not articulated to the other person, it still has the din of Dvar Meshavalev. The reason why it doesn't work is because we, 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 we make the assumption that at the time of the transaction, the person who made the Maidah changed his mind from his Maidah. But that certainly would rob us of the ability to rely on the concept of Kalois Al-Dazir because the concept of Kalois Al-Dazir supposes that that, that the, the person who, who established that Das, who, who showed us what his intention would be, never changed his mind for the time, from, from that time until the time of, of, of the action that we have to establish what the intention of the action is. However, if we know for sure that the person did change his mind in, in the interim, we, we have no right to say that the person changed his mind back to what, what his Das Rishayna was. The only way we can say Kalois al Das Rishayna was is only if we have no reason at all to assume that his mind changed at any point in the middle. But since the Rishayna are saying that the Maidah is a valid Maidah, it's considered a Gili Das. The only problem is that we'll say maybe at the time of the transaction he changed his mind. Fine, but we certainly have a disruption in the continuity of our assumption of his Das. And therefore, according to the Rishayim, that uh, that 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 would be valid to disrupt the concept of kol However, in the in the case under discussion, it happens to be that the bezin uh, called the parties back, and it turned out that there was a valid verbal agreement between the parties, and therefore this question did not end up being relevant. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Base Havad Halacha Center. To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal please email subscribe to info at the